What? You're naked? No, it's it's so it's it's 2019. It's it's a co-ed locker room. People aren't weird about it. It's fine. Actually, it's only Adam who's naked. <laughs> Just sign me up. <laughs> I was wearing a bathrobe earlier, but it got a little warm in my apartment. Welcome to the game club. This is fun. Uh, this week we're playing Doki Doki Literature Club, which I'm actually not going to explain to you because to some degree explaining what that game is is the game um and so instead of doing all that i'm just gonna back off and let the episode play itself um because we're getting a little better at intros in the episode and maybe one day you won't even have to hear from me in the front so there you go check that out um without further ado let's do it now recording all right gabe you want to give us a little rundown on what this uh, nonsense is I would love to. Uh, this nonsense that we played this week was called Doki Doki Literature Club, and it's essentially a satirical piece on uh, dating simulations, uh, and it definitely does not take itself too seriously. Although there's no laughs to be had. Let's be clear. There are no <laughs> I, hey, I, I laughed. laughed a couple of times. I laughed. <laughs> okay, fair enough, fair enough. And going forward, I think we should say, uh, if you have not played this game, please play it through before you listen to this. This will be full of spoilers, and the spoilers are all the fun of this game. So yeah. if you are interested in playing, go ahead and play it, and then come back here and listen to it. And for the yeah, record, the I'm trying to cool. figure out if I've actually finished this game yet. You probably haven't. <laughs> probably not. Yeah, and, and that's super fair. Like, if you're out there and you haven't, like, you don't understand what this game is, like, if you're in that, you are, like, an uncontacted African tribe. And you can have, like, a beautiful experience waiting for you. So don't let anyone ruin it. Turn off your phone or whatever. Don't look on Twitter or nonsense, you know. In fact, this game came it turns out in, out, like, what, 2015? Some, I mean, it's been out for a while, so if you haven't seen it yet, you're probably not at risk for getting it spoiled for you unless you decide to listen to this podcast without... Heeding our warnings. Yeah, exactly. Well, so, but that's like, I think another good thing we could say really quickly before we get in is just that, I guess we can do it with our introductions, but just introduce yourself, but also say, if you had a preconceived idea of this game coming in, because I feel like that's a fair starting point of like, whether or not you came in totally blind or you came in with an understanding or hell, you'd played it before. So, um, yeah, sure. should we do it? Let's do it. Yeah. yeah let's do introductions. Adam, you want to go for it? Sure, yeah. Um, so, hi, I'm Adam Stafford. Uh, I had heard about Doki Doki Literature Club. I, I kind of knew what the thing with it was. Um, so, I, I had some idea, but I hadn't like looked anything up about it. Um, I didn't have a great idea what I was getting into. Um, and uh, at first, I started trying to date uh, Yuri, but then I, I decided to switch over to Natsuki. So, that, that was my tack on this. Um, yeah. A fellow man of culture, I see. <laughs> Which, one? Which one is culture in your eyes? They're all culture, McCoy. Come on. Okay. There is a lot of reading going on, so fair play. Um, okay. So, hi. My name is McCoy. Uh, I mentioned Dark Souls a lot, but we'll see if it comes up here. Um, it may. <laughs> Stay tuned. Um, let's see. Yes. So, I had heard about this game, what it was about. Um, and actually, Gabe had previously, when he first played it, uh, showed me like sort of the twist, if you will. Now, it twists for a long time, and I did not see all of the twist, and I did not know where it was coming. I, I had a premonition of like, I think it's here, um, but uh, there was still plenty of experience left to be had, it turns out. Um, and let's see, who did I try to date? So I in, my, in this playthrough, I ended up going for... 
Sayori. Um, but I wasn't particularly necessarily like super happy about and like any of them. I'm also in a long term relationship and it felt super uncomfortable. We'll get into that. Um, Not a man of culture, <laughs> I see. <laughs> but I ended up I tore but towards the end, I think I was more trying to include Natsuki because she was getting sort of mad at me. And, and um, yeah, I think that's sort of where it went towards the end. So, yeah. And then, of course, it was just Monica. But, uh, yeah. James? Uh, so, I'm James. Um, and I started off trying to date Sayori. And then I realized that Yuri was way better. <laughs> nice. <Wow. laughs> Uh, my name is Gabe. Yeah. And I, so I had played this game before, so I knew, you know, all of what was coming. But when I first played the game, I had a kind of similar to Adam. I had the kind of a generalized idea of what it was about, um, but still dove in anyways and loved it. Uh, and I dated, tried to date uh, Yuri because, I mean, obviously. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Zoe, who'd you try to date? Hi, uh, I'm Zoe Beckett, and I have played Doki Doki Literature Club before. Um, the first time I played it, I knew something was amiss when the Steam category said this was a psychological horror, but it looked <laughs> <laughs> So I knew something was amiss. Um, That's spoilers. Yep, so um, I tried to date uh, Sayori, and then once that kind of failed, I... Uh, was all for uh, Natsuki and her delicious cupcakes. <laughs> wow. I might have kind been of failed. That's a way to put that. <laughs> yeah, that's one way to describe people who play this game. Right now. <laughs> um, I love well, how this game starts off with like trigger warning. It like sends you to a page that has like yeah. every trigger warning ima imaginable. Yeah. Um, and by the way, if you're still listening to this and you haven't uh, decided to back out at this point, like actually do pay attention to those. Um, yeah, um, yeah, For but uh, yeah, it's not just a goof. Um, but it's like they hit you with a trigger warning. You know, it's supposed to be psychological horror, and then it takes you about. I, I was looking at the time as I was doing this. It took me about two hours before anything yeah. really weird started to happen, and yeah. I kept forgetting during that time because it does such a good job of being like this cutesy date sim thing um, that I just like kept forgetting that like thing was things were going to get fucked up at some point, um, and and then the roller coaster ride starts and it doesn't stop. No, it does not stop. It's amazing how long they take to get there, though. Like, that's what I was thinking when we were just like, so Gabe and I tried to start, like, we were reading the voice lines, like, aloud to each other to, like, have some fun. And it started being like, holy fuck, like, I don't know if we're going to get through this thing. Or not. <laughs> like, we had set aside, like, so many hours. But I just at some point, we're like, okay, wait, this is really this. And also, by the way, since both Gabe and I knew. Gabe was doing his fucking like demons hell spawn voice for Monica. <laughs> from the Actually, I started off trying to date Monica, but it wouldn't let me, so I transitioned to Sayori. I'm curious God. what that experience was like for you, because I, I I didn't attempt that at first. Um, uh, the, that experience was, I don't know, like you just can't. Yeah, the game like <laughs> yeah. literally does not you let literally, you do anything with you Monica. Can't. And yeah, when I when I realized that, I realized something was up because I was like, "Wait a minute!" Like she's not like able to be like an, she's not an option. What's going on? She, she's different. Yeah. yeah. 
No, and, yeah, they sort of like she kind of has this role of like the teacher almost. You know, she's like a little bit outside of everything. She's more just like organizing, and you know, obviously, then it goes to shit. But yeah, oh man. So, so I, I didn't really know anything going into this. I, I had a feeling it was a kind of a weird, fucked up thing, but I didn't know anything about what was going to happen. And no, actually. Um, James, I learned over the course of the first hour of playing this that I don't really like visual novels. Hmm. That I got so bored. Yeah, they're not for everybody. There's a lot of reading, and especially when the character sprites only have like two poses each, and it just kind of cycles between the two poses. Yeah. I can see also, where that the, like turns people away, which is why I was surprised that this game took two hours until the twist, because I feel like this game I could know. have easily turned off people. It did not take me two hours to get to the twist. I was like speed reading through it, though. I was going to say, were you actually reading, though? <laughs> That's yeah, no, I was reading almost everything, but like I might have skipped a few dialogues, but I... I just got bored and was like, all right, let's read this as fast as possible. <laughs> click, yeah. click, 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 click. I think that's almost like required though. Like I wouldn't say that the, the long lead up to the twist is necessarily out of place because like you kind of, it has to disarm you first before that happens for it to really be effective. Um, yeah. Since it hit you with the trigger warning, like going in as a totally, uh, if you'll excuse the turn of phrase, a, a virgin player who does not know what this game is about. Oh boy. Um, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. Words are what they do. <laughs> um, uh, like, if you see that trigger warning at the, at the first bit, which is like, first off, thumbs up to the devs for, for doing that because they very easily could just have not and just really have fucked with some people and that would have been bad. Um, yeah. Uh, but like you see a trigger warning and it kind of puts puts you on guard, but you know they have to get you off guard again before they can really do the twists and have that work. Um, so I don't think the long lead up was necessarily undue. At the same time, though, my finger did get tired from clicking. Yeah, yeah. and there is an auto button, but then you like don't want to actually like the auto button is that you want. way too slow. So you could, there's a <laughs> setting in the menu that is like almost essential for later when. Um, is it Yuri, right? It's just sitting yeah. there, just stabbed to death, and just like garble is like That's coming out. That's when the skip you button works. You can, you can like use the skip button, or you can actually... Works. You can also try to load the game a bunch of times, and it will fast-forward through the cycles. Oh, really? Yeah, because um, I tried that, like... Of, of course, you're supposed to, at some point, try loading to get rid of a, um, a bad decision, if you will. Um, oh, I never did that. it will matter that. for you. Uh I mean, at least that's that's what it came off to as me, because Monica like tells you, don't forget to save, because then you can right. load if you make, you know, whatever. Yeah, I, I I tried to save then and realized that it had deleted my previous save. Yes, me too. <laughs> yeah, it'll do that. I'm curious, did anyone uh, actually try to uh, load a save right after, um, uh, shoot, forget her name, Setsuki? Uh, Sayori? Sayori, sorry, yeah. After Sayori, hang yourself. Um did anyone try and back out of that and go back to the previous previous decision? No. no. 
I'm curious what it would do then, because I'm almost certain it wouldn't let you. I, I believe it deletes your save file, actually. Like, as soon as that scene happens, your latest save is completely gone. Okay. Because I seem to remember, yeah, like, I think I, the first time I played, I rejected her, because I'm like, oh, girl, girl, you need, you need some help. <laughs> like, I need to just be a friend to you. And I, uh, and then, she, you know, she hangs herself, and I was like, fuck, did it, like, is this an actual, like, dating sim where I have to confess my love so that I went to reload and it was gone? And oh, wow. I was freaking out because I thought that I had just completely fucked over the game, but in reality, the game was fucking me. <laughs> yes, that is definitely true. Do it? Okay, wait. Really quickly, though, I want to talk about the, the lead-up, though, as you guys were mentioning, just because, like, that was... It was a really long, like bold choice for them to go for that and like they, yeah. they did a bunch of things like that because this game was also free like it was free and they just like put it out there and they were like look if you want to do it um and 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 on the point of the 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 trigger warnings though they definitely give them to you and good for that but they also make it very easy for someone else and i'm sure this is what happens uh all over the place is where someone else would skip through that point and just be at the title screen and then get the person to walk in like you, because then after that point, there's nothing. Right. So I was like, in my head, I'm thinking of like, okay, if you're trying to be a person on YouTube that wants to react like nuts so to this, or you want to grab some random person that you know is going to cry, and you put them on camera, like all you have to do is just skip the trigger warnings and then just go to the title screen. Yeah. Um, and then have them come in the room, and I'm positive that happened. Which now think about it is kind of a fucked up thing to do to someone. Yeah, I think that Absolutely. reflects more on your shitty friend trying to trigger you than on the developers not doing enough somehow. Yeah, no, I I think that's probably fair. It just it, I realized how easy that would be to do yeah. um, after skipping the, the trigger warnings. But, like, can you imagine how, how terrible it would be if, like, right before the twist, if they were like, hey, by the way, guys, things are going to get weird now, so, you know, <laughs> just a reminder to look at that trigger warning page if you... Just, yeah, do that. Are you <laughs> sure you want to yeah, open Sayori's door? Are you sure? Are you doubly sure? <laughs> do you really want to go did in you, there? <laughs> did you guys catch that they, like, fuck with the person who knows what's going to happen already? Because you go to Sayori's house the first time, and you're like, wow, no one answered. This is weird. And you go into her room, and you're like, what? And then she's not dead. She's like, oh, hey, yeah. And it's like, it's a precursor to her hanging herself. But... Like, for me, I was like, okay, we're fucking into it now, dude. Yeah. I've seen this shit before. <laughs> Same. And it's like, oh, we're not. That's strange. Like, it was like even fucking with me having some meta knowledge going in. And I don't know if that's how intentional that is, but it's like, it was impressive. Like, I admit I was fucked with even knowing what was mm. going to happen. Mm. Yeah. It's kind of cool that they, that they account for that. And it's interesting that I think games sort of have to do that nowadays. Games, in a certain sense, have to make themselves robust to... Um, not just spoilers, but also like walkthroughs and guides. Um, it like, I don't know how much, how often this is a design consideration. Um, but having a game that isn't like ruinable by way of small online comment or something like that is, is desirable. Yeah. It's tough though, because like, I feel like word of mouth is so like powerful in, in games. It's just like everybody knows at least most about every other game you know like they've, they've heard the, everyone's hot takes you know like you can't mm -hmm. escape it yeah but you yeah. can do like like doki doki you know went a lot further than you were like you knew it was going to get fucked up right like if you even if you came into it mostly blind you see it's tagged psychological horror you see the 
Um, play, don't play this game if you're easily disturbed and or dismembered. Um, that's not actually <laughs> easily dismembered. If you're easily dismembered. <laughs> that's, that's actually, okay, so I looked it up afterwards. This game has a ton of stuff that's based on RNG and a ton of stuff that's hidden behind the game in like the, in the files and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like, there is actually a list of like kind of glitchy, fun warnings uh, in one of the files somewhere. I, I didn't find it myself. I went to an Easter egg guide because, ha ha ha. And uh, yeah, do not play this game if you're easily uh, dis- uh, dismembered is one of the um, one of the little things in that text file, which is fun. <laughs> so weird. Um, yeah, I think, you know, if we're going to go into like the text files, one thing I liked about this game was that it just literally edited the game as you played it. Um, what with, you know, when you when Siori hangs herself and you see some text in the background that says like line 302 in such and such dot txt and if you actually go into the game files and open up that txt file um monica is speaking in the txt file being like oh dear i broke something didn't i well okay well i'm just gonna go ahead and delete her because you know no one really needs her anymore and i was like whoa (laughs) like jeez what that's yeah, crazy. yeah. There's, there's a lot of. If you're not familiar, there's a lot of weird shit in the text files of this game. Of like, they have a list, like a text file for each character, and then as they die, they get deleted. Well, sort of depends on the instance, but yes, there's deleting of characters, and there's even, um, which I was already told about previously. Um, but if you delete, try to delete uh, Monica's character, then she glitches out into like some demon figure. And is like, you're trying to fucking delete me. Like, how could you? Oh, jeez. Um, <laughs> which is just some craziness. Also, uh, I'm told that if you try and bring other characters back um, after after Monica's deleted them, um, like if you had already taken up backups, I didn't do this myself, I looked this up. Um, but apparently it just starts the game over, like it's going to be normal, like everything is fine. Um, but then as soon as Sayori greets you, she just starts screaming, like, let it stop, let it stop. This is this hurts, that kind of thing. Um <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> oh, yeah. This game is fucked up, dude. <laughs> yeah. Actually, James, how far did you get? Because you said you weren't sure that you finished it, which means you didn't. Well, um, I mean, I was being stared down by Monica for like 10 minutes uh, as she uh, spoke to me. Fun fact, that scene has 11 hours of dialogue if you go through it all. Okay, so that is the end, huh? Uh, no, nope, Well, you gotta go delete um, her. In the game files. Yeah, she tells you to kill. She tells you where to find her file, and you can just go in there and. Kill oh, okay. So I didn't finish the game because of that. Yeah, you should go back and do that. But we're going to spoil the rest of it for you, anyways. Okay, please do. Yeah. Please do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you don't. Do you want off, Mister Bones, while ride? <laughs> well, it's it's actually like a really crazy. I I really actually like the post Monica gone crazy little like re-entry to the game. Like, there's a lot of like skipping through previous text or whatever, but when you launch it after deleting her, yeah. the feeling in the group is totally like different because uh, Sayori is back. And that's kind of like the theme with her is that, oh, everyone gets along so much better when you're here. And you can feel it. It's like happy and joyous again. Like everyone's getting along. You're like, oh, this is kind of nice. And they're like, wow, like this is what it would be like without, you know, that horrible evil force. And then of course this game could not possibly let you enjoy that moment and just slowly <laughs> destroys you again. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, it has uh, it has cool Sayori become like the new Monica. 
or begin to become the new Monica, and and then Ghost Monica, I guess, because you can't kill her completely, shows back up and is like, "Nope, we're stopping this now." And then you yeah. get the re- and then you get the ending. There's a very nice song and everything. It's great. Yeah, what'd you think of that little uh, that late, nice little song at the end? I was genuinely just smiling through that whole thing. I was like, "Damn, nice." <laughs> <laughs> like I feel like most horror games. Uh, so I'm not usually a big fan of horror games. Like. Um, you know, if there's, if there's a button labeled terror in front of me, I would not press that button. Usually, um, joke song from Penny Arcade, don't sue me. So, um, like horror games typically aren't my speed just because it's like, you know, instead of playing this, I could not play this. Um, but this one wrapped up quite well, um, and like doesn't linger, which is nice. Um, although God, so, okay. Um, there's all this creepy glitchy stuff that's happening, like, as, as you're going through playthroughs two and three, right? Um, and apparently a lot of those are random. Um, mm. There's like a, you know, 25% chance that this will happen and a 10% chance that'll happen. But a lot of them are very common. So everyone gets to see some fun stuff. But the one that I couldn't get out of my head I was as I was trying to fall asleep at 3 a.m. yesterday, this morning, I guess, um, uh, you're talking to Natsuki and the text, or the music in the background stops when you try to advance text for like a second and a half, and so that gives you time to look back up to her character portrait, and then her eyeballs pop out of her head and go oh flying God. off the side of the screen. And I'm like, hmm, ah. <laughs> good. Jesus. Did yeah, you get the one where she snaps her neck and then flies at the screen? No, I didn't get that one. Oh. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, that's a nice I'm one. So, you should go look that I'm, one up. You know? I'm I sorry. I got the one, I was speaking to Yuri, and just all of a sudden, her portrait zoomed in really close with those realistic looking eyeballs and this time like a pencil stabbed one of her eyes and it was bleeding and then she goes back to her regular portrait but you can see like drops of blood dropping from the one eyeball (laughs) and i'm like oh god (laughs) (laughs) yeah this game's fucked up man i'm I'm willing to say it i'm really just go out there and on a limb for that yeah team salvation sick son of a bitch for sure Yes, it was mostly just that one guy. It sounded like, and then maybe he had some artists mm-hmm. and so, a dialogue person. Yeah, it's just they're making another game apparently, and and who do we contact to stop that from happening? <laughs> so there's actually theories that like you know Doki Doki Literature Club is a precursor to the next game, and it's going to star like different versions of the girls. Um, like Yuri is going to be the villain, and Monica is going to be like the savior i guess there's like a whole game theory video that i could direct you guys to but like it's crazy how much like easter egg stuff is in this game that hints towards what could possibly be a next game it's actually quite insane how like how much of a deep dive it gets into Mm. oh that's awesome is there anything like that jumps out to you like that's fucking weird they put in there um well, like, for instance, I don't know, like, when things are getting really fucked up and Yuri's getting really obsessed with you and she shows you a poem that's, like, stained in blood and it just looks like mad scribbling. Yeah. Um, apparently, that that actually can be parsed out into coherent words. And I have no idea how someone was able to do this, but they literally examined each word and was able to find this paragraph that pertains to one of the novels that she tells your main character about that she likes reading. And um, 
And if you get to the point where you're reading with Yuri and you tell Yuri like, hey, the main character reminds me of you a little bit. And Yuri's like, really? You think so? And it's like, supposedly Yuri is actually the character in this book um, that you read together. So, yeah. Lots of, lots of little stuff Is that stuff the like one that. where... She describes some weird shit going on in that book, though. Yeah, like yeah. all this, like, body manipulation and augmentation and, like... Yeah, for stuff. forced breeding? Yep. Question mark? Yeah, you gotta, get, you gotta hit those uh, body horror and uh, incest squick crowds if you're doing your... Uh, if you're doing horror. Oof. All are welcome. Yeah, a lot of horror, is, uh... I think, is targeting like specific things. Um, like, there's a lot. Some horror will work for some people and not for others because it targets like body horror um, or, or whatever that doesn't necessarily squick some people out. Um, which is an effective way to do it, but it does limit the audience somewhat. This one, I think, Doki Doki. I was almost a little disappointed with the number of jump scares. Um, I think jump scares are kind of cheap. Like, so as a whole, I really like the game. I think what it did was super cool, and I can get into more about that later. But, like, jump scares are, like, the cheap version of horror. And it's kind of like, eh, okay. It just makes me feel kind of unpleasant. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I definitely feel that way about jump scares. I I felt like that for a long while. Just because for me, at least, it, like, just, like, that pang of anxiety you get. Like, it's just like, hey, I didn't ask for that. (laughs) <laughs> made this shit. Um, well you did there was a warning at the beginning of the game that you, you clicked through yeah, I so. <laughs> this game was for me at least like uncomfortable from like this was a horror game from back to front but for me it was a horror game just because like I I don't play dating sims or <laughs> anime games really yeah and it was like just a strange like because you know there's like so much uh of your character is is distilled into the the writing that like you don't really get to control like your choices are actually quite minimal and so he just kept playing things the in my opinion the wrong way and i was just like come on man like you got a little more game than that um (laughs) (laughs) like and it was just like because like i you know there's like a weird point okay so like towards the end of the first playthrough when you get to choose who you're going to help for the festival I was like, okay, like Natsuki's pretty cool. Why don't we just help her with the cupcakes? And then it like turns into this like near sex scene. And I'm like, dude, calm the fuck down, bro. You were just trying to make cupcakes. Yeah, that happened to me. I was like, wait a minute, what? I didn't even mean (laughs) to click on you, Natsuki. Like, what's going on? (laughs) And I was like, look, like no disrespect, right? Like she's rad and all, but it was just like, dude, you're kind of being a little aggressive. Like, can you not just be friends with any of these people? Like, I don't know. Um, Let's talk how anime works, dude. I know anime is obviously this is a broad category, but this was like a very strange experience of like, what would it be like if every person in the entire school was like an anime girl and they were all into you and you just got to like choose like that is such a weird world to live in. It feels, I don't know. It felt super weird to me at least. I think you bring Um, up a good point though about just kind of feeling like you're out of control in this game you know like like you said like one minute you just want to bake some cupcakes and the next thing like why are you licking frosting off of her finger like what the hell are you doing um and as somebody who has played more traditional dating sims myself i have to say like 
I think when it comes to more traditional dating sims, you as the player have a little bit more agency in, our, in yourself. It's all about your decisions that lead up to particular moments, whether you say the right thing or not the right thing. And you can have characters react positively and negatively against you. And maybe I played the wrong dating sims, I don't know, but I never have it, like, I've never had it escalate into the out of control way that Doki Doki Literature Club does. Um, so, okay, what, what is the out of control? Can you unpack that a little bit? Is that licking frosting off of a finger or is that people getting stabbed to death? Like, which, which kind I, of out of control are we talking about? I think it can right? to, to both sides of, like, the first playthrough and the second playthrough. I mean... All you want to do is read a book with Yuri, and then the next thing you know, she's talking about how, oh my god, I'm going to touch myself with this pen that you gave me. Oh my god, I fucking love you. And you're just like, okay, I didn't want Okay, this. well, that scene was pretty good, though, right? <laughs> <laughs> but then, you know, there's also the, um, yeah, th there's also the whole um, part in the first playthrough where your character is just like, I don't know, like as somebody who wanted to date Sayori when it came to the part where you had to pick who to hang out with at the festival and it had to be either Yuri or Natsuki, mm. I was just like, this is out of my control. I don't want to see any of these girls. I'll pick Natsuki. I like cupcakes. Oh my God, why am I licking frosting off of her fingers? Stop it. Like, Get out of there. Like Sayori's bay. Get away. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah, I actually, I totally agree. Like they're, were almost no choices really in this game. Like, or at least there were, it's not, that's not true, but there were long, long stretches with no choices of just like dialogue and dialogue and dialogue and dialogue where it's not really like, it's just unfolding in front of you and you're just like accepting it as as they build the characters or they build whatever. Yeah. Um, and I think then like that's just 15 like a minutes weird. before you get the first, it's like 15 or 30 minutes before you hit the first decision point. Which it's is like It legitimately takes poem. that long before you, the poem. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, like, it, it doesn't even long. feel like a decision point. Right, because there's not really any, like, there's not really any guide as to which words pertain to which girls. So the first time you, like, do one of those poems, you're like, I'm clicking on random words and random girls are jumping as I say this. And, okay, well, if I want to date Sayori, I need to find words that pertain to Sayori. So happiness? Oh, fuck, that's Natsuki. Like, damn it. <laughs> I yeah, guess right. you're getting in the frosting zone, huh? <laughs> exactly. And yeah, then, there were a couple words I was like, I disagree with you. I think that would have been this other girl. And there, know, were, like, there were a bunch of words that I was like, why the fuck is this word here? This this word should not be here right now. <laughs> but that's because I didn't know what was coming. Like yeah. such, such as like, <laughs> oh, yeah. like war murder and depression and that. Yeah. Suicide, just like, I think yeah. is in there. And if you just click like, on them, it makes Sayori jump. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah. yeah, this game was fucking weird. I mean, I okay, so the first poem that I tried to make, I actually just tried to make a nice poem. So I just picked themes that I liked, you know, and then it was like, ah, that's the girl you're going to date. And I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm just trying to make a nice poem here. And then they were like, ah, oh, this is shit. And I'm like, well, I don't know. It's just the, the conceit of the poem is that, or the conceit of the game is that you don't care. You don't care one whit about literature. You're just there to bone down with, with some cute girls. Right. Like, yeah, I just, I didn't really buy into that premise when my, on my playthrough. And it was like very <laughs> uncomfortable to just watch it unravel. I'm like, wow, he's just gonna, well, and then also to get, you know, you don't even get anywhere. I'm like, come on. Okay. If we're going to, if I'm going to accept this premise, then like, where are we going here? Um, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I've seen, yeah. It just, I expected, I guess, 
yeah it was it was for me at least and i don't know like why this is exactly but just the the way that this game like portrays like all of the characters and their interest in you and your character and it's just it feels so anime to me where it's like the whole world is the school and it's just that feeling you got when you had a crush and i actually think they do it pretty well but it's just a super weird and uncomfortable feeling for me in the modern day where i'm like is this real life i don't think this is real life right like my real life is not like this should i question my real life like wait a minute real lives do not resemble harem animes or dating sims um in most circumstances um and i think they really leaned into like a lot of the tropes um like what is it natsuki is kind of the tsundere and moe archetypes i think and yuri is probably some of them but also i think yandere is the term for that there's another game which the, the japanese words are yeah, the thing is that they they don't really translate super well. Like they kind of do. Um, I think Tsundere is like sour sweet or something like that. So it's the it's not like I'm like, it's not like I like you or anything stupid. Like that's the classic line. Uh, and Moe I think is just cute, just like hyper saccharine cute. Um, and I think Yandere is the loves you so much she wants to knife people one. Um, oh. There's actually a, an interesting game, Yandere Simulator, where you play as one of those. I was just about to ask you about that if you've played that. <laughs> I want to. Yeah, it's like Yandere Simulator is a game where you play a girl who, it's like, there's a target. It's, it's some guy, and you, like, have to um, murder other people in the school to make sure that they don't end up dating this person. Um, and you have to, like, you, you, like, knife them and dispose of their bodies in, like, furnaces and stuff like that. It's very um, problematic. <laughs> so you play as Monica. Nice. Yeah. Exactly. Oh my god, dude. But like, kind of going back, McCoy, with you saying like this is a game of choice. I actually can argue that this game was about anti-choice, um, mainly because I felt that. Well, and and after playing it multiple times and doing different answers, no matter what you choose for any of the decision-making, the game will continue on its track as always. Nothing you do will actually change any outcome. So while it gives you the illusion that you're choosing these girls and you're choosing these pathways and you can choose whether or not to confess to Sayori that you like her or not, like Monica will always end up taking over the game and trying to make you date her. And, and I, I think it's like it looks like at first you have choices, um, but later on it, it becomes very clear that it is deliberate that you don't. Like Monica starts saying, it's like, well, it doesn't matter what you do anyways. Go for it. Right. And there's like uh, literally yeah. the moment where I think at the second playthrough when things are really spiraling out of control and you have to choose who to help at the festival that time and you try to move your cursor to the other girls, but the cursor keeps dragging it itself down to you know, Monica. Yeah, I thought that um, was funny. Yeah, that's like a literal representation of like, you just have no choice. Like, you, yeah. you cannot. <laughs> Dude, that reminded me of like that, like, I don't know if it was a GIF or a video back in the day, but it was like during the George Bush election where like people were joking about like election fraud. Um, Do you guys ever see that video where it was like someone was trying to vote, I think for Gore at the time or something like that? I think. And like, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I Was it, was it the Bush carry? Maybe. 
it was you know they whatever they they cried at voter fraud basically was the premise and so like then it's like shows like here's a literal like person trying to vote and it like you try to vote for one of them and then it just instantly like moves either your mouse to the other one or it like switches which one is which like it switches the choices under your mouse and it just reminded me of that a lot (laughs) i don't know it just just made me laugh Apparently on that one, you can actually like, because it slowly drags it to your to the to the person. You can actually click on Yuri or Natsuki, um, and if you do, then it just replaces all of the choices with yes. uh, Monica. And I did this, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just like an endless sea of of Monica, and it goes off the screen. Like yeah. props to them for having fun, fun, lots of fun little glitch effects. Um, yeah. Like there was enough variety there that that it didn't quite get old, you know. Yeah, you know, Gabe was telling me yesterday that this was made in, or like he was telling me about the Ren Renpy engine, which I didn't know anything about. But apparently, that's like an engine that is designed for dating sims. Hmm. Um, it's like a specific, like bare bones, like you can click through images, sorta style thing. Um. So I mean I, I should have, I should have looked more into that, but it's just an interesting concept. Apparently that's a known thing. Like when they're like using like Renpy delete this or whatever, like that's a known piece of architecture or tech. Huh. He's linking it Renpy.org. Wow, it's an org, huh? Literally the <laughs> visual novel engine. That's weird. They must have really twisted this engine to do some of the things that they got it to do, or they just oh. didn't make it in Renpy. They just no, reference that name, right? It definitely ha- no. It does actually. If you look in the files, there's a lot of Renpy libraries. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know. I didn't look in the files. I, they probably did modify it. Um, I think I missed when she described how to do that because I was like, I didn't just I didn't see that if there was a pause button, and I think she just kept talking, and I didn't click because I, I left and like went to the bathroom. <laughs> on her face. <laughs> so James was just riveted by this game whole way through. Yeah. I actually like. I I was super bored for the first hour and then I got kind of into it when weird shit started happening. But I it was mostly just to see what happened than to like actually understand what was going on in a certain sense. That's yeah. fair. Yeah. I do wish that this game kind of got to the action a little bit quicker. Though I do understand how they want to build that like illusion. Yeah, I think I'm with you on that, to be honest. Like, it's a lot of... Like, I think it's like, maybe it's <laughs> perfect in the sense that if you can think on this like meta level that they understood that you were going to come in with some level of understanding, right? Because like, but there's no way I would have gotten to this point personally if I didn't know that there was like something happening. And then it's like, if you do know there's something happening, then it's almost like the opposite. It's almost like a powerful tool because then now they're like fucking with you. They're like, you know, something fucked up is going to happen. You want to see that shit, but you better wait. Um, (laughs) First, it's time for icing. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Although, so at the end there where you get to start messing around with the game files and like seeing the effect that has on the world and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. like, I think that's a super cool, powerful thing um, where like, so like most games are very well contained in, you know, the little window that they're running in. Um, But because that game sort of 
bleeds out from there, it 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 does something, and I think it's very cool. Um, I, I don't quite have the words to describe what it is that it does, um, but it kind of makes it more um, embodied. Like, I mean, yeah, sure, it's still a game, and they they point that out, and and they they like, oh, you know, I'm just a game, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, but because it bleeds out into your operating system and you can start messing with things just outside of the game and the game will like crash on you and stuff like that. Um, and before that, even where it starts bleeding into the menu and like starts fucking with your save files. And, uh, like if you look at the history, um, when Yuri is just babbling in, in, in like base 64 garble text or whatever, um, you actually see the, the, um, Steam description of the game, which is Monica describing the the literature club. Um, and, you know, that also gets weird, too, as you scroll down the history. So, like, there's a lot of cool stuff that bleeds out from where you expect it to be, mm-hmm. and I think that's a really neat effect that I've seen a few games do before, um, but is still fairly rare. Yeah, it's like breaking the fourth wall, but it's, like, not just in that direction. It's, like, another wall. It yeah, allows you to break the fourth wall, kind of. Yeah, like instead of necessarily, and it does reference you as a person. By the by, the way, I didn't know about this. Gabe was telling me about this. The name change that that Monica does. You want to tell us about that? That's fucking weird. Because I I wrote my name when it asked me for my name at the beginning of the game. I wrote McCoy. So first yeah, of all, too. that adds a whole nother level of uncomfortable because then all these characters are talking to me all day long. <laughs> and it's like holy shit. Yeah, that was that was uh, super uncomfortable for me as well. But. Gabe, do you want to talk about what they actually do with that name file? Or it was you were telling me this. It blew yeah. My mind. So if you if you name the character, you know your character in the game, whatever you want, you know they'll refer to that name. But then when it gets to the end, when it's just you and Monica in like that void room thing, um, she'll the game will look at your uh, computer's username. So then, assuming you named that after you know your actual name, she will address to you. She'll be like, I'm not talking to the character in the game. I'm talking to you, Gabe. Yeah. That hit me. And I was like, fuck yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That hit me and I was like, what the, wait a minute. Like, I mean, it's my name, but then my, my, my user is like J Harold. Like my first initial and my last name. And I was like, why, why do you know that? (laughs) <laughs> yeah. another fun fact with that um just because i've seen people streaming this but um yep. if you also at the same time when she like says your real name um i guess the game can also detect if the uh, game captures going on like if you're streaming it and so she will also say like you know at least i'm not like these sickos who just like to watch gore but not actually do anything like or not actually take the action, but just like to watch and see what happens. Like she just calls out people watching the stream. Jeez. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy, man. This game is fucked up, man. I'm just telling you now. <laughs> like it's super cool. The cool like little tricks that they do to bring the game out of the game. Um, I think that's just a really neat thing that they've done. Mm. I Although, think that's where like if. I don't know. I feel like if I was younger, that's where the nightmares would start for me. It's just like understood boundaries of where the game is and isn't. And them just breaking that. Like that. Oh, that makes me makes my skin crawl a bit. Yeah. So here's a question I have about this game. Um, 
There's a question that was going around for a long time earlier, like not in here, but a couple of years ago, where it's like, can games be art? And a lot of people said no, and they were wrong, and that's fine. Like, I don't think any of us are in that, and I don't think either of our <laughs> listeners are in that bucket either. Um, but uh, that is a question that a lot of people had. And as I was examining this question, I started to wonder, okay, so what allows something to kind of qualify for that? Um, you have some games which do this cool little trick, but it's all, like, kind of... Um, and again, pardon the turn of phrase here, a little bit masturbatory, where it's just like the art relies on the fact that you know you're playing a game, that you're part of gaming culture, and that it makes fun of you for playing a game, or, um, it, you know, like this game does. It's like, oh, you're just playing a dating sim, and you know that, and the only way the joke works is if you know that. Or, um, spoiler alert for some other games, I guess, uh, Spec, Op the, Spec Ops The Line kind of does this, where it sets expectations by being a... Um, uh, kind of a just regular mediocre military shooter, and it uses that against the player. Um, and to certain degrees, uh, and I guess more spoiler alerts, uh, like Undertale kind of does this as well too. Um, but all the cool punchy bits in there rely on the player being a capital G gamer in a lot of ways, um, or at least knowing like knowing the medium well. Like the only cool stuff about them is that they not the only cool stuff about them, but largely they rely on the fact that they are games and you know that. Um, so does this game have any, I, I guess, artistic merit outside of, I guess, like shock factor and version of expectations? Um, or is it just kind of a cool little joke almost? Yeah, what do you guys think about that? Hmm. May not? I would say it's art to me. Like art to me is 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 a little broader than maybe to other people, or maybe it's not. But I just to me, like it encapsulates a lot of experiences that I think are are powerful and well crafted. Um, so I think of like you know film and stuff like that, and I think of a an artsy film or whatever. And I definitely think that's art. So this is a definitely a well crafted experience that is just trying to get at something really weird and fucked up, um, and I think it it does it well. So that to me like is it, it and there's like yeah that, that, i would say that's why i would see it as artist because there's like such an intentionality to crafting this experience and this experience is so weird and has so much like just oddity to unpack that it's powerful um i'm curious what other people think but that's what i think zoe gabe james any thoughts um, <clears throat> I think that it's, um, I mean, it's, it's clearly a, a reaction and a, and a satirical take on the dating simulator and like kind of harem, like anime manga thing. Um, which I guess I, I assume those genres are kind of closely related, but I'm not sure. Um, and I think that, um, that subverting expectations is a huge factor in what this, in, in kind of what makes this game so interesting. Um, which means that you need to have those expectations. <clears throat> um, 
but I wouldn't say that that's the only value that this game holds. Is there anything else in particular you kind of think it gets at? And I don't mean to discount like this aversion. Like I agree, this is super is a super well crafted experience, um, and also art is art if it is consumed as art, um, which is just my theory of art there. But what else does this game like hold for you? I guess beyond the subversion of expectations around those genres. Um, I think that the I I think that somebody who who's never um kind of experienced any of these like trope characters and the expected way to, that that you will interact with them or you the main character I guess it is you in this um can still enjoy this game um because of the kind of weird shit that happens so i mean that does that make sense i don't know i'm kind yeah, of I think feeling so. all over the place all things are valid except for bad ones yeah except for the bad thing well okay wait, so let's hear this out right so like what i, I talked to my mom she's uh retired now so now she's an artist she was not an artist professionally but anyways um like i talked to her about what she thinks art means and to her the art that she's interested in is often like commentary on culture um so that's like so it's art yes and it's expressive right but it's also trying to get at something so she does like textile art um but often so it's like you know it, you know it, it's it's physical like cloth and stuff um but often she uh does this in order to comment on something in the culture and i feel like if you instead of commenting on the entire culture as a whole, if you think of commentary on these genres or commentary on games, then this is like a great artistic piece in that sense. Um, what you're saying is you're going to make her play this game. Dude. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> Important question. Is your mother easily dismembered? Um, I haven't tried lately. Um, lately? Lately? Yeah, right? <laughs> Look, I don't claim to have never tried, you know, who knows, but, um, yeah, I don't know. It's like, it's just, it's like, what does art mean to different people? Um, it's really like the question there. Cause like, I think a lot more is art than people give her credit for. Like, I even think like athletes with an incredible performance is in some way artistic. Um, just because it's just showcasing something unique and incredible in that moment like it's turning that moment into something far more and i i think that is artistic um so then that sort of leads a lot of games to be artistic um i i would say at least like i feel like i'm just curious where like where the edges are for people like for me it's very broad um i'd say it's the same for me as well a broad look at art um and i would say that all video games could be considered art you know whether it's good or bad art that's up to the individual game itself but i think this has an interactive media it is kind of like an interactive art piece i guess yeah so i always think of like okay so then the test for me is like call of duty right that's like everyone just talks shit about that game like from 
literally just like the moment it comes out. But it's like, so pretty. The most recent one? Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's so um, hey James, pretty. Uh, you are now, you're out of the group. Sorry. No. <laughs> oh, have you Sorry, seen, I'm kidding. I, I watched some people play that game, the uh, Blackout. It's, mm. it's like, it's such a well made game in terms of the graphics. So real quick, before we leave this topic, I want Zoe's opinion on, on Doki Doki as, as art and what it speaks to. And if there's anything beyond um, gamer culture that it might comment on. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I'm going to echo a lot of what you guys have already said. I, I'm in the boat that this is um, a commentary and therefore it is art in my mind. Um, and again, I'm approaching it from somebody who's played um, a lot of traditional dating sims and I like to approach dating sims from a very like I guess you could say like feminist standpoint which dating sims in general aren't feminist at all because it's always <laughs> yeah, just that's like, like <laughs> yeah it's, let's, it's, let's join a literature club so we can bone down there's a lot yeah. that's very problematic <laughs> about traditional dating sims and the fact that this poses to be just another one of those genres and the fact that this game just flips so much on its head in regards to choice, you know, you're not the one dating them, they're the ones dating you, and, you know, like, I think, you know, just the commentary that can go apart from this, it's, it, it's a, just a nice commentary on the genre itself, all while making it this, you know, freakish spectacle all at once um and so yeah i am in that boat that this is just a nice art like you know an art piece on the structure and problem problems that dating sims traditionally possess i'm sorry can you go into what it's like to be a girl playing dating sims <laughs> like are they mostly like focused i would imagine on like just like male lust well so or like the only other like i guess traditional dating sin that i can like vividly recall that i haven't suppressed from my memory has been there's a game called dandelion um where essentially you're a girl who one morning wakes up to like five bunnies on her doorstep and the bunnies magically turn into magical boys and you then have to choose between the five magical boys which one you're going to date. And that one's problematic just because all of the guys the have their own animals. problematic behavior <laughs> in terms of, like, you know, don't you dare speak to any of the other four boys or else, you know, like, I'm a very jealous sort. You don't want to make me jealous. And I'm like, this is so toxic. My God, girl, move away. Kick them out. <laughs> and then you just like, sip on your beer you're like nice let's keep going <laughs> <laughs> well and like a lot of the qualities when it comes to being in a dating sim that is girls dating guys is that the girl has to be this demure pure virgin like character to seem tempting to the five guys that you're trying to date and yeah that's problematic in itself and Mm. I don't know. This one was just 
Doki Doki was just kind of nice because, like, sure, there were, like, sexual undertones. They talked about their breast sizes way too much for my liking in this game. Yeah. <laughs> but <what? laughs> at the same time, like... What about the fact that the main character is a dick? <laughs> oh, you, like, you as the character? Yeah. Yeah. He's such a dick. <laughs> but the fact that that's out of your control, like, you have to be, like... You have no choice but to have your character with your name plastered on it be the dick, and you're like, this is not cool. I don't like this at all. Like, yeah, why it seems is like this a up? dating sim trope that the main character is like a stupid asshole. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's it's- that's another thing. It's always just like all of these guys are like bringing girls these flowers, and your main character's like, does this mean he likes me? And you're like, oh. <laughs> 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 You know what's really interesting in terms of like a trope of dating sims? I, I think it's a trope of dating sims. I mean, you tell me. But in this, so because there's not moving characters and because there's not, you can't read into their like expressions really because they're so like canned and there's only like two or three screens. They often in your thoughts or like what's not spoken out loud, like explain to you the emotional impact of what's happening, mm. which is a super weird concept to me of them just being like, and you're reading this in, by the way. Like, oh, I am. <laughs> Holy shit. Right. Okay. Yeah. Tell, don't show. Yeah, well, because I guess they have to, but it's just a weird concept. Like, that to me is one of the, like, weirdest social aspects of dating sims. It's like they, they try to explain to you what you should intuit because they kind of have to. It's, it's, I don't know. I find that super strange. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and also, mm-hmm. like, typically with dating sims, like, because there is such a limitation with the visual aspect of it, um, really the only parts that you play for in a dating sim are for the more, or for like, you know, the little um, scenes that pop up that are tailored to each person that you want to date. So like, for instance, um, if you choose to date Sayori in the first playthrough, like there's a whole picture that pops up of you like buttoning up Sayori's jacket or something like that Mm -hmm. and it's actually quite an adorable picture but also like has a lot of sexual undertones to it when you're like oh my god your hands are on her boobs get away (laughs) like why doesn't this button fit anymore like like, uh (laughs) why are you doing that button well and so you're always just playing for those scenes for that kind of gratification of like oh yeah look at me like I'm touching her boobs like (laughs) yeah (laughs) I feel like I feel like the the like target audience for that kind of game is like boys that are shitty at social interactions and are kind of mean and that's like why (laughs) I love the the main characters there (laughs) like like it's like that's like I feel like that that must be the reason that the they they decide to like make these main characters so kind of like almost unlikable so that you can be like well at least I'm better than him. They did that actually to some degree in this one more than just the main character being a dumb asshole. Um <laughs> In, in the beginning, uh, there's just some kind of throwaway line where the main character's like, oh, well, I spent all my time on games and anime, and that's fine by me. I'm okay with that. 
And it's like, hey, guess yep. what kind of people are going to be playing Doki Doki Literature Club on Steam? Probably people who are into games and probably people who are into anime. Yeah. So it's no. just like a way to embody you in the character, despite the fact that you have no choices and are later disjointed from the main character. Right. But their view of you, though, is a little like, hey, man, <laughs> you don't even know me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and they throw in, like, I think it's what, Natsuki, right? Who, like, talks about manga. And I'm just like, okay, yeah, I see who your audience is. Like, I feel you. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Of course, the audience for this game in particular is a little weird. Like, the first right. chapter is kind of, I think, playing Mimic Octopus to a dating sim. Like, I don't necessarily know if... I don't know how straight it plays to dating sim themes. Um People who have more experience in dating sims can maybe enlighten me, but um, yeah, I, I think that it's in part just kind of pretending to be one. I've only played like one other one, but it's pretty similar, just minus. I think this one gives you a little bit less choice. Did you play the one with the birds? No, I did not Hot play that. Hotful boyfriend. I've heard of that one, James. I thought you played Hotful boyfriend. No, at one I point, never played or... it. Okay. Dude, why do all the dating sims that I know about, like, start with D? Like, Doki Doki, uh, Dream Daddy, uh, Dandelion now. Oh, man, like, there's one it? where you get to date World War II tanks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> and, you, like, and you, like, learn about their, their armor sloping and stuff. It's, like, neat. <laughs> I feel like the dating sim's kind of deviating into the more joke style now. Especially it's like, since they realize that there's a market for dating sims when it's comical and or psychologically scarring. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the only thing the only thing that we hear about at least is like um like the parody ones, right? I'm sure there's like this huge subculture of people who are just making ordinary dating sims where you're a shitty guy who does shitty things at women and then gets to bone them. Um well, there are probably also ones where you do nice things to women and get to bone them too, right? Oh, I'm just guessing, but that would... <laughs> no, okay, this is a really just random off question, but like, there are surely versions of this game that exist on the internet, not this game, but games like this, that end in like real nudity and sex, right? Like, am I crazy? There will like, be... Or is it all just like at teasing? At least the some of the ones that I've played always end up with some very risque, like, tasteful side boob like splash <laughs> <laughs> tasteful side boob and it's always like a result of your main character doing some dumb shit like oh suzanne is talking from the shower i open the curtain what you're naked and it's just like she's in the fucking shower dude like, of course she's naked like, i typically what? shower in a bathing suit for chastity reasons <laughs> <laughs> that just makes sense oh, what is this picture yeah i mean you wouldn't want anybody Okay, we got a picture now. Go minute. Right. I guess that's not going to podcast very well. I just posted an image from Panzer Models Tank Dating Simulator. <laughs> wow. Quote, it's wow. it's not like I invaded Crimea or anything. B Baca. <laughs> what does Baca mean? Stupid. What was Stupid? Okay. It's, okay. It's, and, and this is quoted by the T-34 Russian tank, by the way. <clears throat> but the thing is, this T-34 Russian tank is a Japanese schoolgirl with pink hair. <laughs> she is essentially Sailor Moon. Like, 
<laughs> is it fucked up that I view all anime through the lens of Sailor Moon? No, but it is hilarious. <laughs> like that's like my only reference point. I'm just like sitting there like, dude, I remember that TV show. That TV show is kind of rad. And now I'm like, oh my god. And it's like every and it's like it's strange because every character is dressed up essentially like a schoolgirl, I swear. Um and so I just imagine they have superpowers, all of them. Um, even if they don't. <laughs> I just imagine like that butterfly meme and McCoy <clears throat> seeing any anime being like, is this Sailor Moon? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Isn't that meme that from meme Sailor right Moon? <laughs> oh my god, dude! That's like the the podcast art right there, just for this episode. It's just—is this Sailor Moon? Like, <laughs> Spoiler alert! Doki Doki no. Club <laughs> Sailor Moon. Oh my god! I'm really glad we played this game. This is a very weird, strange thing, but like, I'm glad to have had because I feel like this is a perfect example of what the game club can do for us as people is that like this is a game i would not have played on my own i would have just siphoned like a like a just a disgusting creature the moments off of youtube videos or clips or whatever and i would have been like i've experienced that game and and i wouldn't have and i'm I'm glad that i took the time to go through it and get traumatized like the rest of us Mm. um Mm. but like it just i I think that's cool like it's cool that i this would have been one that never would have made to the top of my list and i would have just said i would have known generally what it's about and I would have been satisfied with that, but I'm, I'm glad we got to like dive in um, yeah. for real. It's the same for me. Like I heard, I heard uh, one of my friends playing it. Uh, just they were on Discord, a different Discord channel, as they were playing it, and I, I hear them kind of just being confused for the first hour and a half or so, and then I just hear, "Oh God, oh God, it doesn't stop, oh God," and just keep <laughs> like pretty much on the dime every thirty seconds or so. It was, "Oh God," like. <laughs> yeah. I think that's kind of awesome. Like that must have been a, a separately great experience for you. It was. It was fun. I was like, "What is this game? Doki Doki Literature Club?" Hmm. <laughs> you know what's crazy? I feel like this game released somewhere near Dream Daddy, and I always had these in the same category in my head. Like before I knew about the twist. Can you imagine sitting there? Like if you're like, oh, "I'm gonna do dating sim next." I hmm, should I do this one or should I do Dream Daddy? Like, can you imagine how different that would be? Holy moly! And you walk in, and I my best. The best ending to that possible is that you go through Doki Doki, you choose it on a whim, and you come out of that being like, huh, dating sims are different than I thought. Like, thinking <laughs> that all dating sims were like that. Hey, you're like, this is hard to wank to, but I'll, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Dream Daddy apparently came out two months before Doki Doki. So you were right. By the way, this is just a little self-serving, but my image of James having played this... Be, uh, what did Gabe describe him... Uh, uh, sorry, what did uh, Adam describe him as earlier? The, the virgin gamer or something. <laughs> <laughs> but my image of James the whole time playing this game is just like sort of like one hand on the mouse, like one hand like slowly caressing a nipple or something, and then just going, this is not working for me. Like, the whole <laughs> like, this is really strange, you guys. I don't think this is... And just slowly but surely being like, okay, this is... All right. No, I'm not doing this. That's <laughs> just mad at my life, but <laughs> that that you know, I'm I'm not gonna lie and tell you that wasn't the case, but uh, thank you. <laughs> so I'm looking at the list of quotes that I had. Like the I, I I took a running log of what I was doing, and this time my computer did not delete it when I shut down. Um, mm. I think it was Yuri who just had a quote 
like when when you're doing the first time with the the, the um, preparing for the festival, and it's like everyone's gonna read some poems, and she's like, "This club is seriously gonna be the death of me." And I was like, <laughs> "I see what's happening." Yeah. <laughs> or when before you discover Sayori, Monica says, "You know, you should have gone back for Sayori. You kind of just left her hanging there, don't you think?" Oh fuck! <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Um, uh, this game, I think, had some really, really good attention to detail. Like, something that I think that's kind of cool about it. Um, a lot of the stuff is based on chance, and a lot of the stuff is hidden in the game files, um, which kind of allows the game to grow to the limits of your imagination <laughs> as opposed to the limits of the game. Sorry. Um, <laughs> more, more, more pictures in, in chat here. <laughs> this is this is the promised McCoy looking at a butterfly and saying is a Sailor Moon or rather any anime ever. Um, <laughs> that's all funny. Thank you, um, thank you, bro. McCoy, that should be yeah, your like, like profile picture. Yeah, is this Sailor Moon? But yeah, this game has, I think, allowed the fact that there's so much that's like hidden or kind of secret or like off to the side missables i guess i would call them little things that you very easily could miss um kind of allows the game to grow beyond uh its limits so like in a game where every um piece of the game is there for you to have like if if the developers design it so that you will see every bit of content that they have made in some senses they're being very efficient but this also prevents you from looking around and saying well what else might there be um, or like kind of filling in the dark crevices that, oh, you know, there's probably more to this, right? You don't get that thought if the game kind of presents everything to you very clearly. But because this game has a lot of stuff that's based on chance, a lot of stuff you very easily could miss. Um, like I think there's a small percentage chance that there'll be a poster of Sayori hanging um, in the back of the club room in Act 2. Yep. Um, like there's a bunch of small stuff like that that... and that and also you can decode all the character files into like cool little easter eggs and things like that mind you i did not do all the work for this um but like there's all this cool stuff that's kind of hidden um and because they allow these things to exist without necessarily telling players that they're there the game kind of grows beyond its own bounds and as promised, I think, um, by McCoy earlier, we are going to talk about Dark Souls now, because Dark Souls did that too. <laughs> um, like, in Dark Souls 1, uh, the, the, the Great Tree, there's like this whole, these whole two zones that you can just very easily miss, because it's hidden behind two illusory walls in a direction you do not have to go, and you are not necessarily encouraged to go, um, in a place that's dark and horrible and you just want out. Um, and if you go off in the wrong direction and go through two invisible walls, you'll find these two super cool zones. And it's totally optional. I missed them the first time around. But because they're there, the game encourages a sense of exploration. You know that there's more stuff out there you can't find. The game isn't necessarily done once it's done. Yeah, and it, what's interesting about that is that there's it's both positively and negatively affected by just sort of the nature of how information spreads in the modern day. Like back when I was a kid, you know, this stuff would just stay hidden. I would never find that. And that'd be the end of it. Yeah. Um, but now the same force that's telling me and essentially spoiling the crazy parts of this game is also uh, giving me information that I should look in the game files. It's also giving me information, like you're saying, that, that, that tells you can decode these, these characters and just doing crazy puzzles that you would just never, ever, ever do. So it's interesting. Like that stuff is actually, while it's still hidden, 
it's um, not going to like 0.1% of the player base anymore because of the way information travels. Like now it's um, a lot more people will have at least a general understanding of these weird secrets, but it will be under this sort of guise of like, oh, I never would have found that myself, so that's super rad. So like if you're Dark Souls, right, you can make that area because probably a lot of people will end up hearing about it some way or another anyways, even if they don't find it. Like it's not as um, wasted work as it might have been um, previously. Yeah, but I think it still gives you that nice bonus of, like, it makes the game feel larger than it is, necessarily. Yeah. No, It's but it's kind of both at, at the same time, which is kind of cool. Like, it's both making the game feel larger, but also, like, it's it's probably going to end up getting to the people in the end. Like, that's how I feel about all these weird tricks and, and, and stuff with Doki Doki, is, like, through the grapevine of the internet or whatever, I learned about a lot of these tricks. And they were super cool. Um, and they were I, like, I'm not going to decode anything. Um, I'm not going to do any of that stuff, but it, just seeing that and hearing that and being like, Oh, did you know <laughs> that there actually is like a picture of someone hanging at this scene or whatever? And you're like, Oh, that's super weird. Like, that's just, it's, it's cool that that gets around. Yeah. I totally yeah. agree. Mm-hmm. Um, God. although there is the aspect of like, then you never get to, discover it yourself but if you're never going to discover it then what's the point? <clears throat> yeah i would yeah. S- i would say like are any of us actually going to discover that stuff that's a question i ask of myself all the time where i'm like dude i wish you would just sit down with this stuff and really like figure it out but like god do any of us have the attention span for that anymore yeah right it's like <laughs> you know i i it's used nice to have the time to to go into a game that deep maybe what were you saying, it's, it's nice that it's there for people who love theory crafting and who are good at picking apart little clues. Like, referencing that game theory video I watched before, just in terms of everything Doki Doki Literature Club hides in it. Like, some of this stuff is so involved that you have to seriously wonder how these people who, like, actually found it even thought to do it it's like oh i took this and i converted it into this web language and then i decide to convert it into another web language from the other web language and then it's a wholly coherent story and you're like what <laughs> yeah dude people yeah. are out there doing that stuff and it is just crazy like i was just reading something the other day no i was listening to a podcast and they were talking about there's like a it's been fostered a lot with Discord. Basically, there's like a community of people in World of Warcraft that like know the location of every like object in the game. And if anything moves for any reason, they're like alerted and they check it out. So like if a rock <laughs> moves and like rotates, they're like, what the fuck, man? Get someone out there. But what um, does it mean? <laughs> which it's just like, it's crazy that there are people doing that for these sorts of games. They're doing it for this game. And I don't know, man, that's insane. I would never do that, but... That's insane. I don't know. It's just, it's just cool. It's cool to like see people that are like that into something. Like it's it's just impressive. There are a lot of people who are into. I guess you might. This starts to bleed into the category of of games called alternate reality games. Um, a lot of those are often like aimed at crypto nerds and stuff like that. Um, like it sorts of it sort of bleeds out into that category. Like I know. Um, I think shoot, what was it called? I love bees was like a Halo marketing stunt that like. How the fuck do you decide to make a website about bees 
that almost no one will see and call it a marketing stunt. Because secretly, it's a game that involves players, like, going to specific payphones at specific times to receive a call. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> How is this going to reach anyone? Um, but it's super cool for those people because, you know, it's a different type of game that those people are really into. Right. Right. And they will disseminate that out. Like, people will hear about it and go, that's fucking crazy. And then it worked. So. Yeah. Um, I guess I'm out of points to make about (sighs) this game that frightens me. Um, anyone else have anything they wanted to get to? Do we want to do our two thumbs up? <laughs> yeah, should we get to the rating thing? Hold on, real quick. Yeah, this um, is Zoe, Zoe rating. <laughs> real quick, not like super pertinent, but just yesterday, ABC News reported a story about this game. What? Yeah. What'd they say? <laughs> <laughs> this middle school's a little bit late to the party here. <laughs> yeah. Hey, this game was released in 2007, it looks like. Why? How could it lead to suicidal ideation? Did they play the game? I mean, well, suicide, like, if people who see suicides um, can sometimes get suicidal ideation. Like, it can be a trigger for some people. Oh, okay. Hence, hence the trigger warnings and stuff. Um, which, you know, the game does warn you about this, like, up front. It's not, <laughs> it's not quiet about it, really. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> I should actually. Did it's anyone weird, actually like, look at the trigger warning page? Say so what? What was the uh, Doki Doki? Uh, here's the here's the list. No. All right, let's wrap this thing up. Thoughts? Yeah, sorry. Um, no, we're good. Uh, just you know, link it or whatever when you get a chance. But uh, oh, awkward. Actually, you're up first for the rating. So uh, you know. Stop doing yeah. that thing that you were doing and then uh, do the rating thing that you are now doing now. <laughs> Thanks, McCoy. You're Thanks welcome. for shepherding this this lost member of the flock. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I really like this game. Um, it was, in a lot of ways, sort of unpleasant for me to play, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, like, it did a lot of really, really cool stuff. Uh, and I think it, you know, being a guy who watches anime and wastes all of his time on anime and games, um, I, I think this game kind of hits at me directly. So I'm very much, I, despite not having really played Dating Sims, I think I am in the audience for this game. Um, and I think it does a lot of what it does very well and pretty in, in, in a pretty cool way. It's clearly very well thought out. Um, the Even the kind of boring bits, like clicking through Yuri's garbled text for eight years. Um, Did like you that was intentional. click through all of that? I clicked through a lot of it. I also did a lot of uh, trying to load the saves because that advances the time by one step um, from, I think, day to uh, evening to night back to day. Um, did anybody else just click the skip button that makes it go super, super fast? Oh, I just did skip. skip. <laughs> I did I did skip too, but it actually still takes a while, doesn't it? I mean, it takes like I did 20 auto. seconds. Huh. This is sort of where Gabe and I decompressed a little bit. Like we hit auto... And it's just this girl with a knife and her just sitting on the you know bottom of a, a table, and then we're just or like a desk, and we're just sitting there just talking. Yeah, okay, so this shit's fucked up, huh? Like, and it's just going on in the back. Um, awesome. Yeah, I think this game did a really good job of what it was trying to do. Um, I think that it kind of 
expands beyond the bounds of its genre as well as like what you normally expect from a game is super effective in this particular context. Like in some games it can be gimmicky, in this game it very much works. Um I would say two thumbs up, but also maybe don't play it. <laughs> it depends on what you're what you're into, I guess. That's super fair. If I guess if you if you've listened to this podcast, you've already gotten all of it, so you know. Yeah, that's want. what we aim to be. We aim to be the podcast that you can listen to us and then you don't have to actually play in these games, right? You know, we talk about the wonderful experiences and then... We play them so you don't have I... to. Yeah, oh my God. I hope we don't get to that point in game. I feel like we're kind of there already. Not us particularly, <laughs> but just the industry. It's kind of like, yeah, we play this game so you don't have to. And you're like, wow, I felt good about not playing that game. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what are we doing? <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's see. So uh, I would give this game a thumbs up single thumbs up i don't know if i would go as far as to give it a two thumbs up i think to me it needed an editor i think it was a little long at at points and i think that that sort of and it's just like i can't tell if that's the game or me or maybe i don't play these type of dating sim games or, or whatever it is but it was like there's a lot of like repetition and there was a lot of like going through the same thing again and i think it just sort of led me to want to click and read through it hella fast but i feel like it didn't need to have that that um sort of feeling i didn't need to evoke that i think it could have been trimmed down and it could have been more impactful that way i don't know if that's actually true but that's just the sense that i got playing through it um that being said like this is by no means your average game your typical game and if you're into just weird shit like if you just like want to experience weird shit because it's not like all that other normal shit that you're bored of like this is a great game for you um on like just so many levels so yeah that's what i would say i agree with mccoy entirely i i uh i think it's uh a one thumbs up i enjoyed it uh but it took me a solid hour of not enjoying it to get to the part where i started enjoying it um <clears throat> so uh, if, if that solid hour of being bored could have been transformed into an hour of also enjoying the game, then it would have been two thumbs up. Totally fair. Uh, for me, I would give it a two thumbs up, um, especially from the fact that it, you know the creators put a lot of uh, effort into this and really made it what they wanted, and the fact that also it was free. Um, but I do, while I do give it two thumbs up, I do agree that I think the timing with, you know, the, the beginning content to where it really kicks in, it's, you know, it's intended design. Uh, I think that that could have been shortened a little bit because I do agree that that first hour is kind of a slog if you're, you know, if you're not really into this kind of, this kind of game. I... I'll give it two thumbs up as well. The problem with going last is that you guys all echo everything I was going to say. So <laughs> Say it as though we didn't say it. Well, okay. <laughs> two thumbs up because it's a wonderful commentary on a typical genre of gaming. Um, the twists are, you know, very creative in my opinion. The game is free, which is very generous for the developer to be doing. 
there's more than meets the eye with the game. And I thoroughly enjoyed it all the way through. But I will say, seriously take the trigger warning, like, seriously, mm. if you were to play it. Mm -hmm. It is very important. I think I even got a little bit disturbed at times, but... Yeah, I totally agree. I, I, yeah, on the trigger warning thing, I just want to say, like, there's a weird machismo that I feel when I see a trigger warning where I'm like, come on, <laughs> which, like, is just so the wrong reaction. Like, I don't know why I'm doing that, but it's like, <clears> ah, you're not going to get to me. Like, um, that's what I felt about the beginner's guide as well. I was like, oh, this isn't going to bother me. And I was like, oh, oh, this bothered me. Okay, well, I mean, fair enough. There's being bothered by something, which I think Doki Doki was not a game that was not trying to be, or that was not um, sheepish about being bothersome. Uh, but like triggers are different, right? It's like, oh, suddenly I'm having a panic attack and want to die. So that's not great. Um, so trigger warnings aren't for, aren't for people who are made mildly uncomfortable by these things. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. So this has a trigger warning page. And if you actually do have triggers that, you know, make you want to, uh, make you, uh, get panic attacks and stuff, maybe, yeah, pay attention to that. Which I think people with actual triggers do pay attention to that because they know what that's about. Well, it's, it's kind of both, right? I mean, it's definitely that's like the main purpose of it, right? Is for that sort of thing. But it's it really is whatever level of you want to submit yourself to, just be warned that it will, you know, like if you are going to be mildly bothered and then you just know that's the level that it happens to affect you, but you don't want to have that still there to warn you. So, yeah, that's true. Um I do want to uh, have a little bit of rebuttal. The, on the other side of the coin, going first in the end review uh, there, I don't get to refute anything other people are saying. Um, I think the beginning going on that long was a necessary evil. Like, it in itself, it wasn't great, but I think it was um, uh, beneficial to the rest of the game that it did that. Like, games don't have to have high... Like, a game should have highs and lows, in a weird way, like you don't want the like excitement curve to just stay at a steady level the entire time, right? That's and having a long lead up, you can claim, yeah, I think it should have been shorter, but that length there is made is there to enhance, I think, the rest of the game. I think, I think that I was think very if much there intentional. Was any gameplay at all during the first hour, I would have felt differently. Like, like it could have had just as long a build up, but had you actually do stuff beyond click next. Oh, yeah, fair. I agree with that. My finger was getting tired. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like, I, I don't mean that, like, I don't like the fact that they, uh, you know, set it up uh, over such a period of time. It just, to me, it was like, it was, I was kind of at odds. I, it's interesting. Like, if I, if I had not, I guess it's like really has to do with, like, the way that I was playing this game. Because, like, you know, Gabe and I sat down here. We had plenty of time. You know, we came at, like, 3 in the afternoon or something. But then, by the end, I was trying to finish it in a particular, you know, like, a single day. And maybe that was the wrong way to approach it. Maybe if I had just been really into the game and did it on my own and spread it out over a couple of days and I had, like, lavished over everything, then maybe that would have been a totally different experience for me. But for me, it was like, okay, 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 okay. Wow, there's a lot of stuff here. Okay, what's going on? Wait, is this, are you supposed to, like, hang yourself or something? What's happening? I don't understand. Okay. And then... <laughs> um. It's just, yeah, it just felt like uh, it took a long, long time to get there. And, and, and maybe if it had been, you know, one third of that length or something like that, like not a huge cutoff, but a, a decent chunk, I, I think it still could have had the, the buildup, but it would have also been able to, um, I think, be a, 
I don't know. I'm not. I don't know if it would necessarily be a more cohesive experience or something, or what the word I'm looking for is. But it would would have uh, been paced, I think, in a way that I would have personally appreciated more. However, That's this game still got at least one thumbs up from everybody, so it's the best game we've. No, no, not quite. Yeah, Cersei Pilgrim, I think, was uh, was up there. Yeah. yeah, I think so too. And, and, and Tacoma. Oh my god. Just listening to that podcast again and just hearing Adam's description of it as panic screaming. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, you're like, it should be really pleasant, but now it's panic screaming. And then by the end, you're like, this is the greatest game ever made, and I love panic screaming. And it's just... <laughs> Anyways, yeah. I say we I say we're done, man. Yeah. Thanks everyone for for coming. Uh there's also a if people still have time, that seems like we still have time. Uh just talk about like how we feel like the game club's going so far. And Wait, are we done? Has, uh, for the recording, don't we, we want to yeah. say what we're playing next week? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, we so, sort of do. Um, so it's background to me, right? Yeah. I Yeah, I guess so. We can go around another time if everyone's okay with that. That was something I was going to discuss in the after show of like, do we want to now start voting on games or do we want to keep going around in circles? Should we try to do it with longer games? But Do you have whatever, a game that I'm you cool. want to do? Um, so it is kind of it does kind of tie into the the post discussion here because um, there are questions around whether we want to start doing two week games or or what. Um, right. But I have a few games that I could actually maybe give you guys a choice of if that is something that we find appropriate. Just say them all, and then McCoy will cut out all the ones we're not going to play next week. It must be really really <laughs> jacked. Yeah, hey McCoy, are you up for are you up for like half an hour of editing as we uh, talk about this? Um, yeah, I mean, I definitely, I still have to do uh, putting Zoe's voice saying now recording at the beginning of every episode. So, you know, there's like editing work to be done. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> there's the now recording and then at the end when we choose a game, you'll just hear me going like, sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't wait for this, for the Zoe soundboard. Oh, my yeah, God. It's coming, bro. So um, I haven't yet learned how to like save clips in a really, like, obviously you can save them, right? But, like on your hard drive, but there are ways to like save them in within the digital editor so that they're very easy to pull out and that's where i want to get to where we've got just like really easy access of just nonsensical soundboard clips um <laughs> just for the punchiness you know yeah get the air horns in there yeah, <laughs> oh my fucking god just um, like an uncompressed air horn that's like twice as loud as anything else <laughs> oh my god. and any anytime anytime adam uh discounts graphics or aesthetics in favor of mechanics just play the air horn <laughs> Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, so I've got a few choices um, that I want to kind of run past you guys. So, so far, my decision behind this is is basically I want to focus on a game that actually is get ready for your air, air horns, um, focus more on mechanics than on narrative. Um, and so I wanted to pick a game that had not particularly exciting or useful graphics um, and doesn't really have a narrative. So um, Dota Auto Chess. <laughs> I guess that would be an option. I haven't played it, but it would be an option. Um, so I guess my first question for you guys is, is this something you guys are up for? Because I don't want to, I, I want to push us in directions that are maybe a little bit uncomfortable. I think that will probably end up being my role as when I end up picking games. Um, but I don't want to push people into something where they like, they just can't talk about it. Right. Yeah. Go for it. I mean, is that okay with everyone? I want like affirmative yeses from, from everyone. Yeah, I'm into it. I'm good. Okay, yeah. cool. I think that's like actively good. I mean, we'll know after the fact if it's horrible and then maybe we'll like adjust then, but I feel like it's it's actively cool that people can take things in a direction that they want 
when it comes around to them or when they get the choice. Like that's just like a rad element. Like I, I think we should all be to some degree thinking about pushing other people a little bit outside their comfort zone. Um, just because why not, man? That's the fun of it. Um, yeah, cool. Um, so I guess I've got three choices that, that, um, I kind of want to, want to run past you guys and you guys can kind of do, we'll, I guess we'll do, um, yeah, we'll just feel it out, I guess. Um, so the games are Into the Breach, which is a, uh, turn-based tactics game with effectively zero randomness. Um, it's, I would consider this, well, yeah, that's what it is. I will say no more at the, at the moment. Yeah, I would um, say there's one piece of randomness that I can think of, but other than that, yeah. Yeah, but you shouldn't really be affected by that. It's like all avoidable yeah. randomness, as opposed to like the XCOMs of the world where just everything's a percentage chance and sometimes yep. your soldiers shoot themselves in the stomach for no reason. Um, yep. uh, the other choice is Mini Metro, um, which I guess is another game that looks calm and collected, but is actually panicked screaming. Um, you you build out a, a Metro system. And you try to deliver as many passengers as you can before you fa- fuck up so bad that they shut you down. Um, and then the last one is a game called The Ground Gives Way, um, which may be hard for people on Macs. Um, I know they're, you're supposed to be able to get it through Wine. Um, oh, boy. So that's another question is if people are up that's for that. That's probably too hard, to be um, honest. That's fair. I, th- I, I don't know. I mean, unless it's gotten easier since like years ago when I tried to do shit on Wine, it was somewhat sketch. Um, we can maybe, is Zoe the only one on the Mac? Yep. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. That's fine. Um, like there are other games that in, in this genre that I could pick out and maybe we'll, we'll change, uh, what we played, um, for the next week, it, depending on the post discussion here. But the ground gives way is a, a very simple roguelike. Um, it is a roguelike that does not have like the, Six million text commands and and fifteen secret uh, verbs you can use and and all this kind of garbage. Um, it's designed to be easy to pick up and play, um, but it still kind of has the difficulty of roguelikes. Um, so it's called the yeah, garden game gives the, way. The ground gives way. Oh, the, ground. the gardens between. <laughs> no, <laughs> we're done with the gardens between. Um. So yeah, uh, what are people's thoughts on that? Into the Breach, are people excited about a game like Into the Breach? I've heard Into the Breach is really good, so I'm curious. I've played it. I think it's fantastically amazing. I mean, so like, I definitely would be down to play more, <laughs> definitely down, whatever. But, you know, whatever. Gabe, okay. James? I mean, yeah. it's it's your pick. I've seen, I, I'm down yeah, with I mean, that. I've seen McCoy play Into the Breach, and I'm I'm up for that. But yeah, it is It is your okay. pick. Yeah, it is. Um, I guess I'm just trying to get a feel for what people are down for. Um, we suffered through Starseed Pilgrim. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> yeah. you guys looked at the ground gives way, though? Yeah. Did you guys look at this shit? It looks like... Um, it looks like uh, NetHack and Dwarf Fortress. I guess, yeah, that's the other choice is Dwarf Fortress. You guys know Dwarf Fortress? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make you someday. We can't do it in one week, but I'm going to make you do it someday. I swear to God. <laughs> um, I have no interest okay. in Dwarf Fortress. <laughs> we'll get ready to play six hours of it sometime within the next year, probably. 
<laughs> yeah, Adam's like, okay, this is the first one we're opening up to a five-week uh, Dwarf Fortress. <laughs> it's all going to be you learning the mechanics of Dwarf Fortress. Come back to me in five weeks. <laughs> You're going to be flooding your fortress about six times before you figure out how water pressure works. Um, and then you'll die to a raccoon. Okay, Sounds good. Um, so... Yeah, I'd like to do... I think the Ground Gives Way is the one that I'm most interested in picking, but that's up to Zoe whether or not she wants to like go through the wine shenanigans right now. Um, and second sure. pick, actually, um, between Mini Metro and Into the Breach, um, tricky. I genuinely don't know which one to pick. I guess we'll do Into the Breach. People are excited about that one, and I think it'll have a little bit more to talk about. Uh, so, yeah, we can we can talk about whether or not we're willing to do wine Um in, in the post, in, in our in our locker room talk. In our locker room <laughs> talk. Yeah, once we turn away from the rest of the world, you know. Yeah, and behind closed doors. You guys don't know yeah. what we talk about. Yeah, This, this is, is me like, speaking to both of our listeners. Well, apparently I'm not allowed into the locker room, so this is awkward. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's it's, only, it's it's 2019. It's, it's a co-ed locker room. People aren't weird about it. It's fine. <laughs> Well, I mean, they're mostly not weird about it, but let us know and, if they and are. And everybody like, wears swimsuits for decency. Oh, that's actually true. <laughs> Don't sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> I was wearing a bathrobe earlier, but it got a little warm in my apartment. Great choice. <laughs>